BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The typical protocol this time of the year is whatever the big story in the NBA, you go with it because, hey, it's the postseason in the NBA. It's a big effing deal. But this night is different than most nights. Very rarely do we get the gift of a hyped Major League Baseball game. It doesn't happen very often. Right? Baseball is a regional sport. It is not designed right now to be a national sport. Uh, but this was the exception to the rule, and so I'm going to take the exception to the rule, and I'm going to run with it is what I'm going to do. And uh, uh, the, If you're a baseball fan, I know supposedly there's not many of you left. Uh, I would be one. Uh, this was a big deal, right? The Red Sox off to the greatest start in their 118-year history against an Angel team that seemed like they were legit, although it didn't look very legit. 
uh, in the game against the Red Sox, and the the billing was all about Shohei Otani, the Babe Ruth from Japan. Oh, my God. Did you see what he did against Oakland? Oh, man, he shut down the Oakland A's. He was really good. Man, was he good. He, the Oakland A's had no chance against him. Well, now he got an opportunity against the legitimate Major League lineup. How, and and that, uh, that went about as well as you would expect. But people were lined up, you know, nothing like a bandwagon. And people lined up outside the Big A, the walk-up attendants trying to get in. And many of those people, by the time they got into the stadium, the game was over. It was uh, Otani was getting a bubble bath. By the time most of the people made it into the stadium, he got lit up. Mookie Betts treating the Angel pitching staff like child's play. Butchering. Pitcher after pitcher with three home runs. And the Red Sox made a mockery of the once-proud Shohei Otani. 10-1 to 1 when it was all said and done. But Otani was long gone by then. He just The two innings of work in, in the third big league start, he, in, in, in a word, sucked. Uh, but let's talk about it. Why not? This is the story that has much of the conversation, driven much of the conversation. Now, if you like Shohei Otani, I, I, I'm neutral. I have no skin in the game here, right? I'm a neutral party. Uh, one thing about this show, you know, I stole that line from Fox News, you know, fair and balanced. That's what we are here. Uh, on Fox Sports Radio, in, in the sports sense, fair and balanced. So Shohei Otani, if you like him, you'll say, well, he labored on the mound, right? Uh, that No, that's, that's not – that's there's something other than that word. I'll use another word other than that. Uh, how about vomited all over the mound in this much-anticipated start against a, a good Red Sox team? Now, how bad was he, right? He lasted six outs, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six. And, and you know, listen, I, I, I know a little bit about baseball, right, a little bit. I think the first rule of pitching is to throw the ball through the strike zone. Am I wrong on that? Does anyone disagree? Is there any pushback on that, that if you're a pitcher, you need to throw strikes? Is that accurate? I believe it is. Otani, that was an issue. Uh, against the, the Red Sox, he went two innings, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, a strikeout, a wild pitch, and a majestic Mookie Betts home run. 66 pitches, only 34 strikes. So the question as we discuss this, what is your initial reaction to the beginning of the Shohei Otani experience? Now, my thoughts on this, you've got the soft launch, frustrated, and the smell test, you've got that as well. Now, number one, we'll tie all this stuff together. Number one, this is, in, for all intents and purposes, I mean, we all know what's going on here. This is the real first big league pitching appearance for Otani. Right? The, the Oakland A's are a bunch of lightweights. Uh, let's be real here. They're not even trying to win. I mean, any Oakland, I got, I got pushback on this on Twitter from A's fans. I was getting blowback. Like, the A's are one of four teams that were called out by the players' union for not competing. They weren't even spending their revenue-sharing money to try to improve the team. And I'm getting pushback from A's fans. Oh, no, we're legit. Yeah, okay. A's suck. All right. The Red Sox, though, This, you know what this is? This was a pop-the-cherry situation. Uh, the Red Sox offense getting it done in a large way. And so when Otani started those first two games, we actually talked about this. 
if you listen on a regular basis, you might have heard us mention it, that when you start against the Oakland A's, it's kind of like when you open a restaurant. You know, as, as you know, I, I eventually when I get done with radio, I will open a line of restaurants. They'll be uber, uber successful uh, and all over the – but when you start a restaurant, it's – typically a soft launch right you don't you announce an opening day but you open before that so the the, the people in the kitchen the wait staff the people the, the moving parts of the restaurant uh, they have a soft start to the restaurant to make sure i like my meat season to make sure everything's okay that was me back when i was doing a cooking show uh and i was in the kitchen it was a little outtake from there <laughs> so so when otani started it was brilliant by the angels i give the angels front office credit i give mike social credit because he knew that when you put Otani out there against a Little League team, that he's going to do well, right? He did. He did very well. And as a result of that soft launch success, he was prematurely crowned the next big thing. It's like going to a restaurant that hasn't officially opened and saying it's the greatest restaurant you've ever had and eaten at. And then you go to the restaurant when there's a lot of people in it and the you know service sucks, the food's not cooked properly. That's kind of what this appearance was for Otani. Mookie Betts. Good. J.D. Martinez he didn't do much. Uh, you know, he's in this lineup as well. This is a good lineup. They didn't have Xander Bogarts in this lineup. So in, in reality, this was, as far as a litmus test or an acid test, if you want to use that terminology, excuse me, uh, th- this was much, much better. So what grade do you give Shohei Otani on his first legitimate big league start? Now, I'm going to be fair here. As you know, uh, I could be very harsh with Otani and I could be mean and all that, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, Otani gets an F. I give him an F. He fails uh, his first uh, legitimate big league start. It is a fascinating story. It's a story that cannot be duplicated by an American athlete because if you're a great athlete growing up in America, what happens? If you're a baseball player and you can pitch and hit, they make you a pitcher if you're a really good pitcher, right? And if you're kind of an okay pitcher but you're a pretty good hitter, they make you a hitter. They typecast you. They don't allow you to do both. So it's not something that can be duplicated, uh, what Otani's attempting to do. But let's be be fair. We're all adults here. He wet the bed. That's what he did. That was not an elite performance. He's being billed as an elite pitcher. That was not an elite outing. Now, the second thing, and I, I documented it. I, you know, I, when I watch a baseball game, okay, I'm better than you. When I watch a game, I am into it. I am locked in. I look at every bead of sweat on the forehead of the pitcher. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Uh, Otani, you could tell right away, was frustrated. Right? He was making the same pitches he did when he had that soft launch against the limp Oakland hitters. And instead of the hitters, you know, much like with you know the A's, they would swing and miss or make you know, weak contact. Well, instead of that happening, getting outs, the Red Sox were fouling off those pitches or – they were taking those borderline pitches, which were not called strikes. And as we mentioned, 66 pitches. And in those 66 pitches, how many times did Red Sox hitters swing and miss? We keep hearing how amazing Otani is and no one can catch up to him. Out of 66 pitches, just three times did a Red Sox batter swing and miss against Otani. Uh, so his earned run average is uh, now almost four after the first legitimate start. Now, it's only three starts into his career, right? The book is still out on this Japanese pitcher and hitter, Shohei Otani. Who is he really? Uh, This start certainly is a demerit. It will, I think, slow the monsoon of slobbering baseball nerds who are comparing Otani to Babe Ruth and Jesus Christ. 
The real test is can he do it over the course of the season and actually do it against legitimate teams and not just the tomato cans and the cupcakes of Major League Baseball. Now, the last thing here, rather than just own this, right, rather than just own this and say Shohei Otani was dog food, which is what he was, it is a tradition to cover the ass of a young star player who sucks, right? You can't just say the guy's terrible. In this game, he was terrible, which is what he was. So it's the circle the wagons mentality to divert the blame away from the one that deserves the blame. And sure enough, it happened here. Right? right immediately, the Angel TV broadcast, they were making all kinds of excuses before Otani had even left the game. He had extra rest. He had extra time off, which generally is a good thing, right, because of that rain out in Kansas City. Uh, then they brought up the blister excuse. Uh, that turned out to be the go-to excuse the Angels used. Their PR hacks sent out an excuse saying that he had a blister problem. Other popular excuses included this. Some guy on Twitter said, Otani beat himself, which is, uh, that's, that's, I love that one. Yeah, uh, that's like the equivalent of you know, trying too hard. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, Kenley Jansen's trying too hard to close out games is what he's doing for the Dodgers, for example. But anyway, all right, get back to the point here, right? Uh, I heard all of them. I heard all these excuses, all of them. Bottom line, he didn't pass the smell test. And as my friend Jameis Winston will say, eat the L. Eat the L. Did you see the L? Eat it! Ah! See, I quoted Vic the Brick and Jameis Winston at the same time. And you might not know who Victor Brick is, but he's a friend of mine. I like good guy. So uh, the, the Red Sox, at least on this particular night, completely owned Shohei Otani. And I, I, I had like several bets going, and I won all of them. Uh, and not, I'm not talking with like a bookie or, you know, because I'm not like that. I'm with other people, too. I had bets with you know, friendly wagers with people I work with and people that call the show and some people that are my pen pals on email and whatnot. I had all this going. Every one of those people said, oh, Otani is going to shut down, shut down the Red Sox. They could not have been more wrong. Could not have been more wrong. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Sweepy Garcia. Right over there. Yes, Ben. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. Hello. Now, we don't give shout-outs on the show, but if we, do we not, did, yeah. we would give one to the great Dieter Rule. Who well, he's not the... listening because we're covered up by Dodger oh, Baseball. Well, maybe he's listening on the iHeart app. He might be listening on the iHeartRadio app, but uh, I'd really like to thank Kenley Jansen, who apparently does not like our show. Kenley Jansen. Now, the Dodgers are winning by four runs now, so they're probably going to beat the Padres in the 12th inning. Uh, last I saw, that game's still in the 12th inning? I think That's still. accurate, yes. All right, so they're up by four runs. So that game will be over. And then there'll be three hours of post-game Dodger talk. Uh, so we should be on for about 15 minutes. We should be on for about 15 minutes when all that gets done. Uh, but, yeah, you were out at the Kings game. You saw the uh, the final uh, chapter when the uh, the air went out of the balloon there. That was it. Uh, the, the last you know. hockey game for the Los Angeles Kings this season as the Vegas Golden Knights win another one goal game, one to nothing, but... That's not the lead. I want to bury the lead. The lead is 
that uh, our friend Dieter Rule is a uh, is a loyal listener to the show. We lo- I love Dieter. I've, I've, uh, I've seen him several yeah, times. Yeah, met up with years. him before yeah. the game. He's Good the guy. he's the organist and the did musical director. Did he let you director. touch the organ? Did you get to play the organ? I did not get to play uh, the organ because I was, I was there a little bit late and, uh, and things had already kind of started. Got to get there early. But he did. Yes, he did squeeze me in to uh, show me uh, his office, so to speak. And it's pretty cool. He sits above the arena. Yeah, and he's, he's the he, god he's, of the organ. Yeah, the organist and the this, the musical director for the Dodgers. That sounded dirty, Eddie. The way I said that sounded dirty. But that's how you roll. That's not how I roll. He's a, he's a huge he's a huge fan of the show. Yeah. So I would I also give a shout out. I want to give a shout out. Not that we give shout outs, but to the California Highway Patrol, Caltrans. I'd like to thank them for closing uh, three lanes on the mm. two ten freeway in Pasadena. Yeah, see, now mine was a legitimate. I'd like to. No, no I really want to thank them. Sounds like you're uh, no, 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 grumpy about something. No, I, I like degrees of difficulty. I do. Uh, I like almost having a heart attack and turning the one thirty four freeway into the autobahn. I think that's fun. I think that's good. It's challenging, Eddie. You know, it gives me hope if this radio thing doesn't work out, and God knows I'm in the middle age, I'm still doing overnights, this is not going well for me, that I have a backup plan and maybe I can join Joe Gibbs Racing or Stuart Haas Racing. Possibly, maybe I can replace, uh, I don't know, Brad Keselowski in the number two car if uh, it doesn't work out here at Fox Sports Radio. NASCAR knowledge Well, I covered NASCAR for three years at FoxSports.com. I'm I'm a NASCAR guy. So, yeah, so so I called the hotline. I called Gavin. The traffic hotline? Well, no, I was, I'm sitting there behind seven. Oh, you called our hotline. Yeah, the, uh, 17 big rigs, right, 18 wheelers. I'm sitting there. I'm looking around. I'm not moving, right? And, and you know, the clock is just ticking, and I'm starting to get an ulcer. You know right? you know how long it's going to take you to get here. Yeah, but I leave at the same time. I don't I don't give myself too much wiggle room. I give myself like an extra 20 minutes of, of wiggle, wiggle room. I figure at night, you know, usually there's not too much going on. Right, so I'm, I'm in pretty good shape, and I, I'm you know, the only time I've ever been late at Fox Sports Radio is when I had a flat tire. That's it, right? I mean, I've I've come close uh, several times, but this was uh, this was very close. So, yeah, I'm sitting there, and I call Gavin. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna make it, man. I mean, unless, unless the the C parts here, I'm uh, that's it. I'm done. Knock me out. So I'm I'm, I'm and waiting. Then, and then it happened. Well, I was gonna a miracle a traffic miracle. Well, it, it didn't really open up for like another seven or eight minutes after that. But I started to text the, 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 the guys on the show, and I, I just sent Caltrans, and I was going to send another text. And then about the time it did that, it opened up around that time. That was, uh, what, 20 minutes before the top of the hour it opened up. And uh, so I'm expecting Koopa Loop, my producer, to call me and make sure everything's all right. You know, what am I gonna be? No call. Uh, then I thought, well, maybe Danny will call. No call, right? You text me at least, Eddie. You were at least, are you going to be late? But uh, no no one else uh, even checked in. So that's uh, that's where I was on that. But I did make it. So I did make it. So. Yes, you did. I, I Right before my update, I, I asked Danny, is he here? And he said, yeah, he just yeah. walked So in. I was going to keep sending texts, but I, I've done PSAs. You should not text while driving. So I realized that's I could. Accurate, yes. you know, if I'm going to die, I don't want to die while texting while driving because I've done those PSAs, and someone on, like, Deadspin will play those if I die <laughs> crashing while texting. So I don't want to do that. So I want to avoid that. And so then I was like, well, rather than focus on the texting, I shouldn't be doing. I'm not, I did it only when I was stopped at the, uh, behind the big rig. That, that's so, a good idea. Which I think is allowed. Maybe that is not. allowed, yes. Yeah. And uh, so then once the uh, traffic picked up. But, no, you know, Coop, if the Angels had won, I want you to know, Coop would be on these microphones right now. He would be doing a great, uh, great testimonial to Shohei Otani. He would be going on and on, but uh, not, not, nothing here. So a little silence there. So. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So the, the NBA Plus had three games, and these were not marquee matchups on a Tuesday night. Uh, they were not. 
I, I, the Toronto Raptors won their game fine. They beat Washington. They were comfortably ahead most of that game. They pretty much toyed with the Washington Wizards. Congratulations. So Toronto's up 2-0. They're the number one seed. And we're still waiting for that Pratt fall from the Raptors. Hasn't happened the first two games. And in the late game, the New Orleans Pelicans go into Portland and win again. So the unibrow without Boogie Cousins, who's hanging out at Coachella, I guess he's done. You know, Coachella's between is between Coachella weekend. I don't know because I'm not invited anymore. But that Coachella there, uh, the I guess it's only on the weekend, so he's free to go do whatever he wants during the week. But anyway, uh, New Orleans wins, and they win convincingly. Not convincingly, I say, as a road team, winning and being ahead most of the game, a big third quarter explosion for New Orleans, and so they win the game 111 to 102. So they're up 2-0, and they haven't played a game at home yet. And it was Drew Holiday that led the way in that game, and it it's the same old song and dance for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard had 17 points, but he wasn't great. He had to be great. He wasn't great. Was 7 of 18 from the floor. The Blazers were outscored while he was on the court, and they were outscored while McCollum was on the court by a lot. Uh, so that's the story there. Now, the, the, the game that I wanted to talk about involved the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll do a deep dive on this. The Celtics get the 120 to 106 win and are now, without Kyrie Irving, up two games to love in the first round of their Eastern Conference playoff series. And they have to go back to Milwaukee for game three now as the series shifts to Wisconsin. At the, the question here is what stood out here? This is a rather easy win for the Celtics against the Bucks team that last night, or I guess two nights ago now, uh, about 90% of the money was on the Bucks. The public really thought Milwaukee was going to win that game because they, they lost an overtime game in game one. The assumption was the Bucks have the star player. They've got the Greek freak. They were going to come back and win. So uh, what stood out here? Now, my observation is you've got top-heavy, disciplined, and you also have life support as well. And we'll link all these things together. Now, A, the Greek freak and Chris Middleton – appear to be on an island, which is very odd because I've been to Milwaukee before. I don't remember being uh, very many islands in in the greater Milwaukee area. I know there's a big body of water not that far from there, but uh, the – wow. Uh, so Middleton and, and the Greek Freak, they had 55 points. Giannis uh, getting it done. He had 13 of 17 for the floor. Middleton was 10 of 14. So Maller Math, they were 23 out of 31 from the floor the starting forwards for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's really good, right? The other 11 Milwaukee players that played in that second game of the Eastern Conference first-round playoff series, the other 11 players combined for 51 points. You had two guys score 55, the other 11 guys, the clown show combining for 51. That's what we call top-heavy. Right? Top-heavy, uh, Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker were no-shows. Bledsoe did score some points in garbage time. He finished with 12. Uh, and the, uh, the the story for Jabari Parker, though, he pitched a goose egg. Now, he didn't play very much. He was on the court for only 10 minutes, but he, he was terrible. He didn't score. He only took a couple shots. And there's a guy that's looking, getting a big payday and all that. How's that going to work out? And, and even though the Bucks shot 60%, like if you're, if you're a glasses-half-full person, you'll say, man, Milwaukee went into Boston – against supposedly one of the top defensive teams in the NBA, and they shot 59.7% on the road. How could they have lost that game? 
Well, they lost that game because the Celtics were were better. The, the, the Milwaukee Bucks played a shoddy, inferior brand of basketball, which sounds odd to say considering the fact they shot the ball so well. Now, part B of this, without Kyrie Irving, without Kyrie Irving, he ain't walking through that door. The Celtics, whatever they do in the postseason, they're playing with house money. Now, they should win this playoff series, and we said before they should win a playoff series. The second round is really house money at that point, but not many expecting them to do much of anything without what was projected to be their top two players, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving at the beginning of the year, but Hayward's been out all year, so you can toss that aside. And so far, two guys have stood out, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, taking advantage of an opportunity. Jalen Brown had 30 points. Now, this is one of those things that annoys me because I keep seeing this story pop up around the, the NBA world where they're like, oh, Jalen Brown, he's 21. He's the youngest Celtic player to score 30 points in a playoff game. And my rebuttal to that is how many 21-year-olds have played in the postseason for the Celtics? It's not a very long list. It's not a very long list. So let's, uh, let's hold off on the, the hyperbole about that. Uh, Rozier was really good. And I have always taken the stance, and we, we had our friend from Providence, Joe in Providence, who called up at the end of last hour, if you were listening, and he was you know, ball-washing Brad Stevens, going on and on and on for Brad Stevens. Uh, and well, I certainly can't push back on Brad Stevens being one of the better coaches in the NBA. My counter-argument has always been my default position that there's not too much coaching that actually goes on in the NBA, that most of the job is being an adult babysitter. Right? So that's, that's my general default position. However, uh, the Celtics, as a team here, they, they were able to play a disciplined style of basketball and a huge dichotomy from the Milwaukee Bucks and the way the Bucks were playing. The Celtics had 24 assists against five turnovers. They had five turnovers the entire game. You're talking about that uber-aggressive Milwaukee Bucks defense. And the Bucks on the other side... They had 19 assists and 15 turnovers. That's a plus four. Usually you look at that stat, it's the holy grail of stats. It generally tells you who's going to win and who's going to lose. The assist-to-turnover ratio, and the Celtics were a plus 19, and the Bucks plus four. Now the last thing here in this particular series is the series over. Well, no, it's not a two-game series. It's not a best of three. Uh, the Celtics still have to win a couple of games. But if the Milwaukee Bucks are going to play anywhere like they played the first two games, uh, and certainly the second game more than the first game because they lost in overtime, uh, good luck, right? Parker and Bledsoe, if they're going to perform at that level, there's no chance. you you got two guys. It's a two-man band for the Milwaukee Bucks, and so their season is essentially on life support. Right? It's, it's not lose and go home in game three, but it might as well be, right? Because if you're down 0-3, you're not going to come back and win. And so far, some of the bit players, the bit actors, the supporting players on the Celtics have been good. Not just the Rozier, but he's actually he's a starter now. But Shane Larkin, Greg Monroe played well in this game. Uh, typically, that doesn't translate on the road. Your secondary scrub players don't generally play that well on the road. We'll find out later in the week. Now, there's another subplot to this Celtics-Bucks game. As we'll, we'll get to that right now. And that involves a hissy fit by one of the Milwaukee Buck players. I love this. Now, Eric Bledsoe, proud former Clipper, part of the Clipper <laughs> Alumni Association, and he pretty much got run off the court by Terry Rozier. 
right? Now, now the backstory on this, right? The backstory on this after before we play this. Now, after game one of the Celtics Bucks series, if you're not doing a deep dive on this, I can't blame you. But after game one, Terry Rozier called Eric Bledsoe by mistake. He called him Drew Bledsoe, right? So this is the response and the rebuttal from Eric Bledsoe. And again, remember Terry Rozier. It was a honest. I say it's an honest mistake because I've called Eric Bledsoe Drew Bledsoe before. Uh, but anyway, here's here's the response. I, I got to tell you, a very adult response from Terry Rozier, a very adult rebuttal to uh, from Eric Bledsoe to Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to this series, no turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Uh, can we play it again? I want to play it again. This is great. You want to hear what it's like when a professional athlete has a pouty fit? Uh, let's listen. Here it is. Eric, not true Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, very grown up, very mature response. I love this. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to this series. No turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. Who? You know... Eric Bledsoe's making $15 million a year. You pay me $15 million a year, you can call me Ben Miller, you can call me Ben Mallor, you can call whatever you want, right? Mauler. I don't even know who that is. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie <laughs> Judas. Sweepy Garcia, is it wrong that I take so much joy in this soundbite of Eric Bledsoe? Is no, it, that's funny. I like. Uh, let's hear it again. Let's play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to this series. No turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> who? <sighs> I just envision him stewing. Right, just absolutely stewing uh, Bledsoe because you know the guys in the Bucks were busting his chops about it. you know you know Rozier said you're Drew Bledsoe you know that you see and, and <laughs> just great Oh, that's wonderful that is good stuff no that's that's yeah. a, that's funny you think he could use that motivation Eddie to you know maybe play better than the stiff that he you played would like hope. And, yes yeah. you would hope maybe that would be added fuel to the fire as the cliche goes it didn't look like that yeah. in this uh, particular. Game. I guess you could say, uh, uh, well, he's the guy who's you know kicking your ass. That, that yeah. could be the comeback. Well, that's <laughs> actually well, that's actually what I said. What Rozier said is what I what I said when uh, one of our former callers from Miami called me Ben Malor. That was my response to him. So. Oh, one of our former callers. Well, yeah, he his feelings were hurt, and so oh, I believe no. I'm told he has quit the show. I got a message from somebody that Weed Man Hippie, uh, the the caller formerly known as Weed Man Hippie, has quit the show. Oh. So you're telling me he's not on hold right now? He is not on hold. Wow. Uh, which is the good and bad. Well, you want the good or bad? What do you want? Give me the good. All right. The good is this means I'm off the hook for Benny and the Weed Man because he's quit the show. So I don't have to do Benny and the Weed Man. It's over. That's it. Done. Uh, that's over. We're good. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to say no. I don't have to be the bad guy. I'm not the bad cop. He's quit the show. I don't have to do Benny and the Weed Man. All right. So that's the good news. All right. What's the bad news? Occasionally, like I enjoy Weedman, like as a call. I think he's fun. 
I get a kick out of him. I think what he's, you, I think he's been on too much. I think he's been overexposed lately. I think that's a problem, but uh, it makes me laugh every what once What do you think while. he's doing now that he's not spending, oh, I don't know, six, seven hours on, you know, listening uh, to the show or on hold or whatever yeah. it is he does? I think internet porn. I think he's doing a lot of internet porn. That's what he's doing. And weed. Living up to his name. So he does not love you anymore. Well, I'm getting this. I'm getting messages from people that are saying this is what's going on here. So I don't. I don't know. I've not heard from the horse's mouth, but I have. He's not on hold. Um, I'm told he was upset that we somehow didn't treat him properly yesterday. I don't know what he's talking about. I think we treated him perfectly fine, uh, but he's uh, he's upset. So we need a guy who's a new weed man to call the show. Can we? Can oh, we, I don't know that that's possible. Look what time it is, Eddie. Come on. Th- those shoes are uh, pretty yeah. big to fill. I would say. You think so? I would say so. Yeah. It's like, right. saying, it's like saying we need another genie. I mean, there's only one genie. Yeah. So what's, uh, maybe that that Florida State court, what's going on with that story? Did you see that story? Yes, I did see that story, yeah. You think that's something or nothing? What do you think? I would say that's probably something. You think that's something? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you? Well, the fact that he was under surveillance for two months, that's a, <laughs> that, that generally leads you to believe that they have a lot of, um, Observing of the yeah. activity, shall we say? DeAndre uh, Francois. Francois. Yeah, that's a good name. Do not believe you'll be seeing playing, uh, seeing him play for the Seminoles. Don't think that uh, will be, be going on. Yeah, the story is... Hey, Toadstool. You've not seen this story. The police in Tallahassee conducted surveillance on the Florida State quarterback, Francois, DeAndre Francois. For two months, they got a tip that he was selling weed. No, no, Ben. That was his girlfriend's ah, weed. Ah, there you go. Solid. That's what he said. I love it, man. Let me tell you something. Got to have a fall guy. Fall or girl. 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 Yeah. Got to have a fall girl. Let me tell you something. That's the way to do it. I have been Don't told. Don't want to be sexist. I have been told by more than one former Division One star athlete that that is how you get around the NCAA rules. It's like uh, the Sopranos used to be, that old show on HBO with envelopes with cash that are left for the girlfriend. You know, she just happens to have a lot of cash. Petty cash, Eddie. It's the way to do it. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Mm. That sucks, though, for Francois, because like, weed's legal all over the West Coast. And uh, I guess you still can't sell out of your yeah, house. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, say. Yeah. Probably a problem, yeah. So you, you got to get if a you, What if you paid taxes on it, though? Yeah, well, that's yeah, exactly. I mean, the government just wants taxes. There's really nothing illegal if you pay taxes on it. I think murder is legal if you pay taxes, I think. No? Right. Told that's not legal. They just want their cut. That's it. They want their they want their slice. Slice of the pie. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Three bits, one segment. Maller to the third degree. We bring in a man who's licking his wounds right now, just like Shohei Otani. He's got blisters all over his hands, but he's still going to do it. The Kubalu. Hugh Jackson met with his team for the start of off-season conditioning yesterday and was quoted as telling his players, quote, winning starts here. Winning starts today. <laughs> ben, the Browns made a lot of changes. New GM, new quarterback, yeah. new star wide receiver. Oh, yeah. How much winning do you think they'll actually be doing? Well, see, the Browns ought to have a parade. If they win four games, they should have another parade. They had that loser's parade. they win four games, they should have a parade. Uh, a, Tyrod Taylor was so mediocre in Buffalo. How many 
mediocre was he? He was so mediocre in Buffalo. The coaching staff said, he, we want to play Nathan Peterman. We want to bench Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman. He was a better option. What does that tell you? The Browns have made changes, but they continue to be a bridge to nowhere. And who knows what they're going to do in the NFL draft. Chances are they'll botch it. And B, as much as I like Hugh Jackson, he seems like a really good dude. I've interviewed him before. He is one of the great success stories in American business, not just sports. In a business which supposedly you're judged by wins and losses, he has continued to be employed. It's like the Peter principle, right? You you reach your highest level of incompetence and stay there. He's 1 in 31. It's amazing. There is a systemic problem with the Browns organization. They're not going to win. Right? They'll be flambayed this year like they usually are. All right, next. Now, Rob Gronkowski is reportedly seeking more money from the Patriots. The Gronk. Yes, Ben, do you think that they'll end up giving it to him or uh, end up uh, showing him the door? Well, the odds are low. I'll say the odds are like 20% that the Patriots give him more money. And number one, this is how the Patriots operate. They, they don't reward bad behavior. And in the Patriot offices, this is seen by Bill Belichick standards, as tawdry behavior, right? Gronkowski has brought a lot of a lot of nonsense to the table, and the Patriots don't like that. So I don't think they're going to give him the money. Plus, he's all in on the dogma of Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's body coach. Number two, I believe the odds are slightly higher that Gronk is traded. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would say there's a 25% chance the Patriots trade Gronk before the NFL draft. Now, the odds are still in favor of Gronk staying with the Patriots, but... The odds are low that he gets a new contract. All right, next. Now, apparently there are some NFL executives that consider Josh Rosen, quote, uncoachable. Yeah. Ben, do you think this is a uh, real possibility? Yeah, I actually buy this. This was what was talked about when he was at UCLA, that Rosen, first of all, he doesn't fit the mold that coaches are looking for. He's not robotic. Uh, He doesn't live, eat, breathe, and sleep football. He's good at it, but it's not his passion. And number two, Rosen grew up with a mother – and a father that taught him, his mom was a reporter, that taught him uh, not to be passive and submissive with coaches, which is a problem, right? And, and so he's going to talk back. And they don't like that. They don't like that at all. He'll talk back to them. And so it, it does have the ingredients to be problematic for Josh Rosen in the NFL. It, you know, He had that rep at UCLA of walking around like he was God's gift to the world, the smartest guy in the room. Now, he's got the talent to be good in the NFL, but if he's a complete douchebag, it ain't going to work out for him. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. You failed. That is a win for me. Oh, I feel like, like I have a blister. Oh, take me out. I have a blister. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Right, let's play the game right about now. We have our other contestant lined up here, Blaine in Nolens. Hello, Blaine. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Password, the word game of the stars. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I can tell this is a big moment in your life. You're caught up with Pelican's fever. You're overwhelmed. Do we have any smelling salts? Can we wake up, Blaine? I I know you got that Bayou cool thing going on, but uh, come on. You okay? I'm up. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. Yeah. All right. All right, well, let's play the game. Let's play the game. Uh, yeah. Remember, Blaine, this is our morning drive hour, so got to wake, yeah. got to wake people up right now. All right. Well, that worked. Uh, KJ, who do you want to partner up with, KJ? I gotta go with Big Ben. Uh, 
That's a good job by you, KJ. We're going to win this. Let's find out who's going to lose with Blaine. Blaine, who do you want to partner up with? Uh, who I got left? Got Eddie. Big fan of the show. All right, we have Eddie, uh, Danny G, Coop. and Coop. We got Eddie. Yeah. Coop. King Eddie. Uh, Coop. Eddie Coop. All right, the man's right. pick Coop. Yes. Could he be the silent assassin? We'll find you know, out. I can, I can tell... Uh, Blaine probably partokes. I, I, he's got that that sound to him. You guys so. have a very mellow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. KJ and Ben versus Blaine and Coop. Ten words on the board, gentlemen. Each word's worth ten points. We take a point away for every incorrect guess. KJ, you are on the line first. Pick a number one through ten. Let's go number three. Big Ben, number, number three. three. All right. Uh, let's go with routine. Hmm. Pattern. No. We start out with 10. We go down to 9, 8, 7, yep. 6, 5. Cool. All right, Blaine. I'm, let's go with uh, the hint for you is uh, training. Uh, so that'll be good. Need an answer. Uh, sorry. He's going to pass. Okay. We've never had that before. He's going to pass. All right. Uh, back to me. I will go with KJ. I'm going to go with habit. Practice? Yeah, good job by you. All right. Got eight points. Put it on the board. And we go back to Blaine and right. Coop. Okay, Blaine. Pick a number. Let's see. Which one did we use there? Three. So one, two, or three through ten. Pick a number. Seven. Seven. Seven it is. Okay, good luck to you, Koopaloop. I'm sure you'll get this right away. <laughs> All right, let's go <laughs> with um, obsolete. Yeah, no chance. Lane? Oh. Abstract? What's that? Abstract? Abstract. abstract. No. Interesting. Um, you, you, you said absolute. Uh, absolute. Uh, whatever you said. Who there? Obsolete. Obsolete. Uh, I will go with unfashionable. Vintage. Nah. Ooh, nope. Not bad. Not what we're looking for. Back to Coop we go. We're down to eight points. If he gets this right, they'll tie us up. Uh, let's go with... Um, Old fashioned. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, no. oh, maybe. I think there's a hyphen between those okay. two. Okay, right. Retro. He said retro. retro. No, okay. no. It's not a terrible guess. Uh, let's go with. I don't think this has been used yet. Uh, maybe it has. Uh, let's go with antiquated. Ancient? No. No. Nope. Toss it out. Look, at, look how excited Coop was. Toss it out, toss it out. The word we were looking for was? Outdated. Outdated. Okay, oh. whose turn is it right now, then? Uh, back to me, then. Yep. Right, yeah, okay, right. KJ. Listening to Password, the word game of the stars. One, two, uh, four through six, eight through ten. Let's go with number four. Number four. Number four. All right, your clue is, or the password is, Belief. 
Faith. Oh, yeah. You got it. Oh, you, you got, got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. What? You said faith. That's I, not the word. That's not oh. the word. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that, you're right. That's right. Yes, that's the word. I don't know. Yes, you, ben, good job by you. I had, I had, Way to go. I had faith in the contestant. All right. Uh, that's awesome. That's never happened before. No one's paying attention. Uh, no. Me and Eddie heard the same you got thing. It. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, okay. Dang it. Uh, All right. Blaine, uh, let's. That's awesome. Blaine, let's, let's go yes. with. Um, Desire. Hmm. Wishful. No. Wishful, uh, you said? Yeah. No, I, I went with... You got it! <laughs> I, went, I went with belief originally. Uh, I will go with optimism. Five seconds. Positive. What? Uh, positive. Oh, that sounded like Blaine, though. Didn't it sound like Blaine? Is that you, KJ? It's me. It's me. All right, all right. No, I get it wrong. This is a defensive battle here. Yeah. The struggle uh, is real. Oh, punt, Coop, punt. You pass, Coop. Oh, they got, then it comes back to me. I already right, got so it right anyway. Yeah. So getting rid of that word? Yeah, let's get rid of this one. The word was hope. Hope. Uh, hope. Yes. All right, so now one, two, four, five, four, these six. These guys, it was actually faith. Eight through ten. Gotta... Should have been faith. Yeah. What are the numbers? One, two, five, six. Eight through ten. 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 Number ten. All right, let's go with. Let's go with. Warlock. Oh. Warlock. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bad cycle. Uh, I gotta tell you, that's not a good sign. You said warlock. Yeah. Yep. What you got? What you got, Blaine? Uh. Quickly. The drama's building. The tension in the studio. Pig. What? What? Pig? Pig? I have no idea <laughs> what he said. outstanding. <laughs> I know I what he didn't he, say. Uh, that's right. Uh, no, how about, how, about, uh, how about sorcerer? Did you get sorcerer, KJ? Uh, Let, let's go with wizard. Yeah. Uh, that's a winner. A Thank God. Thank you, KJ. You get a golden ticket. Oh, I have more wins all time than anyone at this game, by the way. I'm going to put that out. I really am good at this game. And losses. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.